and welcome back to Here So We Don't Give Fun. My name is David. This is Thomas. I know you all absolutely loved and adored the last intro. I apologize. We're going a little bit off book. Back to normal. Uh, Thomas thought it was weird. So uh, I didn't back. say anything about we're the We're back intro. to normal. It was um, weird. But I didn't say anything weird. about it. All right. But anyway, a lot happened in week four of the NFL season. Uh, Football is so weird this year. And we're going to talk about it. But before we do... I'm going to stump David. Thomas is going to attempt to do something he's only done twice before. Which is when? I have an impeccable record. I'm not worried. Yeah, but you're on a little bit of a slump. I mean, it was literally one in a row. So, I mean... Don't know that that qualifies as a slump. I think you mean two in a row? I didn't lose two in a row. It was not two in a row. I lost one one in a row. You're on a slump. So I don't think one... The slump continues today. Sure. Let's go. All right. This team... This basketball team. Sorry. almost got a little ahead of myself there. This team played in the first game in NBA history in 1946 against the New York Knickerbockers. The Boston Celtics. No. You said that with such, like, confidence. Well, there's not, there were not many teams that okay. existed in the original NBA. So, okay, okay. In 1946. Okay. So, after this team that played in the first game dissolved... The city was awarded an expansion team later on and wanted to revive the original team, but couldn't due to how similar the logo was to the current Minnesota logo. Well. I'll give you the original team name. It was the Wolves. This is interesting. It's a current team. Yep. Uh, we're going to go with the Philadelphia 76ers. No. I knew that was wrong. The name, the original name, might have been the Huskies. It was either the Wolves or the Huskies. UConn. What? The, that wasn't one of the hints. I was just correcting myself. The UConn Huskies. While this team has seven division titles, they only have one conference championship and one NBA championship. Ooh. Ooh. The Brooklyn Nets. No, but that was a good guess. I don't even know if they have a championship. I don't either. Hmm. Hint number four. This team was added to the league in 95. That was when they expanded. And they struggled until they became a serious contender, which resulted in them setting league attendance records for three consecutive seasons. Wow. Oh, man. You might have me. I'm not going to lie to you. I think the next hint will give it away. The Phoenix Suns. No. And then the last hint... This team made headlines after firing a coach who had just won Coach of the Year in the 2018-2019 season. I already said the Boston Celtics. I guess they didn't fire Brad Stevens. Uh, He was the reigning Coach of the Year. Who? This coach? Yeah. They, They fired him the year he won Coach of the Year? Like the year after? Like the off season after? During the season after. Okay. Uh, 2018. That was four years ago. Mm. Man, I... um, It's not the Knicks. The New York Knicks? No. It's the Toronto Raptors. Oh, wow. Dwayne Casey. Oh, wow. That was the head coach who ended up being fired. And I was right. I think 
Maybe I am in a slump. The slump does continue. For the record, I know about as much about the NBA, especially like team history, as I do the EPL. So like You know more about the NBA than I know about the MLB. I know more about like current NBA, but not like the history of the NBA. Like I can tell you Bill Russell won eleven championships, but I certainly can't tell you. Well now you can tell me other five things. things about the Toronto Raptors. That's fair. I can. I can also tell you that Pascal Siakam is underrated. Your face is underrated. Burn. Ouch. Anyways, football. That's a sport. That's a very popular sport. That's all right. You know what it is? What? Freaking weird, man. Yeah. What is the NFL this season? Uh, Confusing? What? Is the NFL this season? Uh, not what we expected. Oh, so weird, man. Not but let's get into it. Uh, just run through some games really quick. Jets beat the Steelers 24-20. Where we yeah, saw let's, uh, let's focus on that a little bit. Let's not focus um, on that. We actually got some other games that we should focus on. No, um, it, it did happen. It the did. Jets did beat the Steelers. The Steelers do, in fact, suck. But... Um, on the bright side, Kenny Pickett came in and didn't look horrible. No, he didn't. Um, the stat line makes it look a lot worse than it does. 10 of 13. Uh, all three of those incompletions were interceptions. And now, again, that sounds bad. But take those away, he's 10 of 10. And even when you include the three picks, two of them were tipped off the hands of his receivers or a defender. Uh, and one of them was a Hail Mary pass. So none of those can really... Fully, solely, alone fall on Kenny Pickett. And really, I would argue two of them were not his fault even remotely. And so, in his first showing, take out the three picks. He's 10 of 10 for 120 yards, uh, which is not bad. No, not bad at all. For the kid in his first ever NFL action, being thrust into the game that you're getting blown out by a bad team. Also had two touchdowns on the ground with a fumble, but not a bad showing. Speaking of young quarterbacks, Zach Wilson returned for the Jets. Had a very Zach Wilson day. Yep. Uh, 18-36 for 252, a touchdown and two interceptions. He also added a touchdown through the air where he was on the receiving end. Yeah, I, I will say, just like with Kenny Pickett, I don't think the stat line really shows uh, the promise that it could be. In this game, the stat line doesn't look great. 18-36, of 36, obviously not good. The two picks, obviously not good. But really, Zach Wilson didn't look bad in this game. No. I have been the first person to say that Zach Wilson is hot garbage, and he will be forever. Uh, And this is the first time I've ever really watched Zach Wilson play that I didn't 100% believe that. Yeah, he definitely made some plays. He had some goofs. Uh, There was a couple passes that he gift-wrapped to Minka Fitzpatrick so well that Minka probably wasn't expecting them. Minka also has a tendency to make plays look yeah. gift wrapped that are not for normal defenders yeah so i i think he was kind of taken aback from how easy they were and that's why he didn't come up with them but jets get away with the victory and zach wilson's return and then kenny pickett's debut yeah they do moving on to washington dallas uh does dallas have something co- cooking with cooper rush what well, i'm saying is keep cooper rush in dak's not even good yeah and uh i mean at least he's playing good. Their running game didn't disappeared. Yeah. No, uh, let's be honest. Uh, this is not 
Cooper Rush has not exactly faced the cream of the crop when it comes to NFL no. teams uh, in his first three wins. Now, Dak obviously, is, Dak is clearly the guy. Yeah, he's got three games, uh, three wins. So obviously, he has been playing good football. He's definitely not been playing bad football. But to say that he's better than Dak, like these are three games that Dak would have easily, probably, definitely won had he been in. As opposed to Cooper Rush. Absolutely. And uh, Carson Wentz has reverted back to his original self. Yeah. Colts fans and Philly fans love to not pay to play football for them. Yeah, man. Uh, I'm, it, I am don't want to say I'm happy to see him play badly. But. You're happy? Well, it's, it's, I'm glad that we. it doesn't look like we made a mistake. Getting rid of Wentz and getting Ryan. Because Ryan's been playing awful. So it would be real easy to say, Oh, I bet you don't I bet you regret getting rid of Wentz now. Uh no. No, we don't. We didn't make him any better, but we sure as heck didn't make him any worse. And I think Matt Ryan has more potential to get better throughout the season than Carson Wentz does. You've certainly made Matt Ryan worse, that's for sure. Uh, uh it seems that way, doesn't it? <laughs> Yeah, yeah, that it does. But Dallas gets away with a 25-10 win. Yeah, they do. Uh, Zeke and Tony Pollard and Antonio Gibson all not having good days on the ground. For a week that was so dominated by rushing performances, it almost kind of feels like a team's running back group either had a great day or a bad day. Yeah, man, Tony Pollard had eight carries for six yards. This guy that... You want to claim is better than Zeke. Uh, but Zeke, 19, or uh, yeah, 19 carries for 49 yards. And Antonio Gibson, 13 carries for 49 yards. It's not good, man. Not good, even a little bit. Uh, rushing in the league this year has been really weird and it not has. good in a lot of places where it should be really good. Derrick Henry hasn't looked good this season. Jonathan Taylor hasn't looked good this season. Antonio Gibson, Ezekiel Elliott, uh, Alvin Kamara. A lot of these guys who are staple A1 top 10 running backs have not looked good this season. Well, Derrick Henry looked pretty pretty okay against the Colts. Uh, yeah, so anyway, uh, the uh, Browns-Falcons game. Oh, 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 oh. Uh, we, no, 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 no. We talked about Jets Steelers. We're going to talk about Titans. Yeah, Colts. Titans won 24-17. So yeah, and Jets, Jonathan Taylor um, disappeared. 20 carries for 42 yards. And Matt Ryan, 27-37 for 356. Two touchdowns and an interception. Only sacked three times and only fumbled twice. Wow. Matt Ryan, after week four, has 13 turnovers. And five touchdowns. Yeah. Jonathan but, Taylor. But you don't miss Carson Wentz, so, you know. I mean, we don't. He's just as bad this season. I mean, I don't think Carson Wentz has 13 turnovers. I would challenge that. I don't know that, but I would challenge You that. know Matt Ryan is on pace to shatter the yeah. league record for most fumbles in a season? Yeah. And he's like probably going to get it. Like, not just beat it. Like, he's shattered. He's it. probably going to get it, if we're being honest. Uh, but yeah, Jonathan Taylor also throughout the first four games of the season has just not looked good. Uh, he did get hurt after week three, missed the day of practice. He was coming in a little hobbled. He did get injured and uh, is was out for week five. Uh, and so 
there's a little bit of an explanation. Sounds like excuses to me. Yeah, that's exactly what it is. Uh, Tennessee, though, I mean, Derrick Henry had a good day. 22 carries, 114 yards. Derrick Henry had a good first half. Ryan Tannehill had a weird day. 17 of 220. That's a, that's a terrible day. 17 of 21 for 137 and two touchdowns. Good touchdown numbers, but the yards are yeah. kind of underwhelming. This is the second week in a row. And like when it happens twice in a row in a 17-game season, that's probably a trend, right? The Titans have not scored in the second half two weeks in a row. Yeah. And have less than 10 points in the second half of football games through four weeks of football. Yeah, and uh, that's that's not good, right? It is not not great. Last week, Vegas tried to make a comeback. Unfortunately, a failed two-point conversion did not let them. And Indy, same. Tried to make a comeback. We're driving down the field. And a very uncharacteristic fumble from uh, Jonathan Taylor did not let them. So the defense of Tennessee is held on for their lack of offensive efficiency. But the Tennessee Titans have to figure out what's going on in the second half of football games or they're not going to win a lot of them this year. Yeah. uh, And you know who else needs to figure out what's going on before they uh, get into some serious trouble if they're not already there? Who? The Carolina Panthers. Oh, man. You have fans calling for Sam Darnold to come in. Baker Mayfield Which has is struggled. Just... Yeah. Uh, but, I mean, this game wasn't as bad as some of the other ones have been. Like, yeah, the turnovers weren't great. Baker going 22-36 for 197, one touchdown, two interceptions, and a fumble. Uh, that's not great, for sure. I don't yeah. think anyone would even say that is... Good. Survivable. But it's it's tr- his performances are trending in the right direction, if you ask me. He is g- slowly, granted, slowly, too slowly, getting better. I definitely don't think we should write him off just yet. We have to remember, he was traded to Carolina like two weeks before the start of the season. Right. Like, he has not had a full training camp with these guys. I think it's going to take some time. I don't think it's even remotely questionable that the guy who's seeing Casper on the sideline is not your guy. Yeah. It might not be Baker, but it might be Baker. There's no shot it's Darnold. So let's not react too quickly. And Matt Corral is out for the year, so you don't have another. For sure. On the other side, the Cardinals, uh, Kyler Murray, 23 of 32 for 207, two touchdowns and an interception, adding 26 yards on 12 carries on the ground with a touchdown and a fumble. Uh, The beta wasn't out last week, so I don't know what his excuse is this week. I mean, it's not bad, especially in the passing game. 22 of 32 for 207 is not bad. Um, One pick, not bad. It wasn't a terrible game for Kyler Murray. I think it's definitely better than his first three weeks' performances, uh, but it's definitely not enough to compete in a pretty good NFC West either. Yeah, well, you see, the thing about Kyler now is he's now compared to his contract. And it's a very lucrative contract. And, you know, you pay that money for a result, to get a product on the field. And... Thankfully, Kyler Murray has kind of gotten a lot of the attention off his back from how bad Russell Wilson has been this season. Yeah. 
But if Russell Wilson starts to turn it up, everyone's going to shift their attention to him. Which is a big ol' if. It is a big ol' if. I... We'll talk about Russell Wilson later when we get to the Broncos. <laughs> but what what is... Ah, we'll talk about that later. But yeah, I don't think Kyler Murray looked bad at all. I think he's trending in the right direction, similar to Baker, but better than Baker. Yeah. Um, I'm not too worried about them. I think they'll figure it out. I think we saw them fall off last season, and they're playing better now than they were at the end of last season. And so I, I think they had a massive high, were knocked down to the ground, and are slowly but surely building themselves back up. I'm not super worried about the Cardinals in the future, but I do agree. He is being compared to his contract, and he's not living up to it no. as of right now. So let's uh, let's jump into some of those running back performances I was talking about. And a big running back duel in Houston hosting the Chargers. Austin Eckler and Damian, Damian Pierce having days. Uh, Eckler going for just 60 yards on 13 carries, but two touchdowns and adding 49 yards through the air and another touchdown. Uh, that's, a, that's a pretty good day, I'd say. And then... Pierce, on the other end, having 131 carries. carries. Wow. What a game. <laughs> yeah. What yeah. a game. 100... This man had more carries than most teams have offensive plays. This man had 131 yards on 14 carries and a touchdown. Yeah, he was the only ball carrier yeah. in that entire game for Houston. Yeah. Which is very weird. Yeah, because they've kind of had like a one, two, three per three-player committee almost yeah very very weird but Damian Pierce did look absolutely fantastic as did Austin Eckler man oh can't forget to add Damian Pierce's uh six receptions for eight yards I mean not quite as impressive no but but nonetheless Damian Pierce had a really good night um Austin Eckler had a fantastic night uh, this was a closer game than I think a lot of people imagined it would be. Closer than I thought it would be, that's for sure. Absolutely. Uh, but Justin Herbert uh, played really well, 27 of 39, 340 yards, two touchdowns. It definitely looked like that uh, rib was a little bit better off than it was a couple weeks ago. I'd say so. And uh, Mike Williams has been adapting to life as wide receiver one with Keenan Allen's injury. Uh, Mike Williams having 120 yards on seven receptions. That will... Uh... That'll get the job done, I'd is say. Is that good? I think so. I agree. I think that's pretty good. But Davis Mills also didn't have a horrible game. 26-35, 246, two touchdowns and two picks. Obviously, you don't love the two picks. Uh, he was sacked four times, though. Can't have it. This Houston team, obviously without a win, I think their offense looks better than people expected. Definitely better than I expected. Because um, let's be honest. While quietly having the second best year last year for a rookie quarterback, people haven't exactly been high on Davis Mills. And so I think he's coming out. He's playing well. He's not playing great. He's not playing like a top 20 or a top 15 quarterback, but he's still playing well enough. This offense is putting up points. This offense is doing things that I think a lot of people did not expect. If they can figure out even a little bit on defense, I don't think this is going to have to be a complete and utter rebuild like we thought it would be initially going into the season. Yeah, I'd say the Texans are way ahead of schedule that a lot of us kind of presume they were. I mean, same yeah. with the Seahawks, but we'll 
get there later. Uh, moving on, Bears Giants. Giants get away with a twenty point or twenty to twelve win. Uh, both starting quarterbacks look terrible. Yeah, Daniel Jones and Justin Fields. Um, if you're a Bears fan, how much are you panicking at this point? I mean, probably a good amount. Why do you say that? Because they're bad. Uh, Justin Fields, I like Justin Fields. I want to believe in Justin Fields. But he has looked very, very bad as a quarterback for this team. But the whole team doesn't look good. They've still got a couple of good pieces on defense, but the defense as a whole has not been playing great, and their offense has just been atrocious. I think those two wins are probably the second most deceptive record in the NFL. But he has Darnell Mooney to throw the ball to. He's a wide receiver one who'd be a wide receiver three on probably 15 teams. Oh, wow. You did not just say that. I did. Uh, the Giants had a bit of a trouble this game. Daniel Jones gets hurt. In comes Tyrod Taylor. Who, who proceeds to? Get hurt. <laughs> and in comes back in Daniel Jones, which is probably the hmm. reason why Saquon Barkley had 31 carries. Yeah, which, like, for 146 yards, he did the job. Oh, for sure. But, but definitely not ideal. Yeah, and uh, also interesting, Kenny Galladay can continues to drop goose eggs in the stat sheet. Yeah. Not what you want for your big wide receiver signing a few years ago. Uh, this is looking like it could lead to a very messy divorce. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Which I, like, can't blame the Giants at all for that. Uh, I do think important to note, uh, we talked uh, the last time we did this about Daniel Jones' sneaky athleticism. He did add six rushes for 68 yards and two touchdowns. He did. So, like... He did. Should have been a running back, not a quarterback. Probably. <laughs> uh, moving on to a game I think a lot of us thought would be the worst game of the week. Cleveland-Atlanta. Oh, man. Uh, Atlanta winning 23-20. to Nick Chubb having himself a day. 19, yeah, he did. 19 carries for 118 yards and a touchdown. And the reason why David beat me in fantasy football this yeah, week. Yeah, it is. Did he help any of my other leagues? No. No. They're real bad. Uh, yeah, not as bad, though, as Marcus Mariota going 7 for 19 for 139 and an interception. That's real bad. That is real bad. Yeah, Marcus Mariota um, proving me wrong like a lot of guys have done this season. Uh, another guy that I want to believe in, we've seen him uh, beat really good teams in the playoffs. We've seen him lead teams to the playoffs. We've seen him be a good, a good option at quarterback not the best option but a good option uh and he's had a couple of games this year where he's played okay but overall he has not looked like a great quarterback this year yeah and uh cordell patterson was looking to continue his strong start to the season uh 38 yards on nine carries and a touchdown before getting hurt and uh atlanta had the lean on rookie fifth round pick i believe Tyler Allegier, who came in and played pretty good. Yeah, he did. 10 carries for 84 yards is not bad at all. Efficiency, efficiency, efficiency right there. Yeah, uh, he also added 20 yards through the air. And uh, Atlanta's going to get a chance to see if they might have something here. Yeah, I, I hope they do, at least. I hope they give them a chance. I think so often good talent goes under the radar. 
Uh, just as an example, Philip Lindsay, prior to the Jonathan Taylor injury, was on our practice squad, and Philip Lindsay is obviously a good running back. Uh, but I think hopefully this guy, a diamond in the rough, hopefully they give him a real shot and he can come out and do something. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. And uh, trial by fire, as they say. And uh, how about you? How about we uh, jump across the pond and talk about Minnesota, New Orleans? You uh, had a good pause when you said across the pond. Do you want me to be impressed that you know a colloquialism? Yes, I do. Please give me praise. <laughs> good job, buddy. Uh, thank you. In the early game, Minnesota defeats New Orleans 28-25, and I don't think anyone was really surprised by that, especially with Alvin Kamara missing that game for New Orleans. Uh, that left their starting running back to be split up between Latavius Murray and Mark Ingram. If this was six years ago, that'd be pretty good, but it's not. But alas, it is 2022, uh, but I think... You can tell Justin Jefferson was not happy with his performance from a couple weeks ago because he came back with a vengeance in this game. Ten is that, catches. Is that, is that good? For 147 yards. I'd say that's all right. Yeah, that's, that's I mean, decent. I would take that. I mean, you know? I guess. If I have to settle for it. Uh, but yeah, Kirk didn't look bad. 25 to 38, 273, a touchdown and an interception. Uh, when they're in the red zone, he's got he's to gotta do better. Um, getting the ball actually in the end zone. Uh, but Justin Jefferson had a touchdown rushing, which is real, real weird. They had a touchdown receiving. They ultimately were able to skirt past the Saints. I agree with you in the sense that I don't think people were surprised by the outcome, but I think people were surprised, at least I was, about how close it was. It came down to a last-second field goal well, by New Orleans. You never know what you're going to get when you get vintage Red Rock, Red Rifle. Andy yeah. Dalton, oh yeah. Uh, who I forgot was even still in the league. But boy, did he show you on Sunday. He showed me. He showed everyone, and just gave us all a tasty reminder. Going twenty to twenty-eight for two thirty-six and a touchdown. That is serviceable. That is, I'd say, that is pretty good backup quarterback numbers right there. I mean, he looked better in this game than Jameis Winston has all year. Uh, I yeah, yeah. But. James Winston is James Winston. He's a bad quarterback. Who called it? Oh, yeah. I did. Sorry. Uh, Andy Dalton, I don't think, is the answer for a team. I think it is serviceable. I think uh, really the only shot New Orleans has is either an absolute resurgence from Andy Dalton or James Winston playing like people hoped he would this year, which I don't particularly foresee either one happening. They can tank for Bryce Young. That's a valid point. That's a valid point. In which case, they'd like to uh, Winston to keep playing how he has been. There's the conspiracy theory. I don't. What? They built up Jameis Winston to make people think he was going to be good, so that it could over, so people would overlook their plan to start a bad quarterback to lose a lot of games to draft Bryce Young. Speaking of conspiracy theories. I think I think this would be a good time to get into the Tua stuff a little bit. Well, the Cincinnati Miami game. What part of it? Uh, Something happened in that game. I think so. Something pretty big. Oh. Uh, if you haven't seen it, it's uh, tough to watch. But Tua Tagovailoa gets hurt, concussion following a 
botched concussion protocol the week before. Uh, doctor's already been terminated by the NFL PA. The NFL PA. And the NFL PA is calling for put into place rule changes by the kickoff of the first game this Sunday. Yeah, so if you have not heard, uh, we talked about it on the last pod. There was an investigation, and it was found that the NFL, the team, uh, were not at fault. So that's great. But it was found that the independent neurologist skipped a lot of steps and did a very bad job at properly evaluating Tua. Uh, So like Thomas said, fired, outski. If you ask me, they should never practice medicine again, but they'll at least never work for the NFL again, hopefully. Um, But yeah, it was, I mean, ridiculous. Absolutely horrendous that you can look at a guy, go through what he went through, and then not do the proper care and procedure on him. It's absurd. You took a Hippocratic oath to not harm people, and by clearing him to play football, you are breaking the crap out of that Hippocratic oath. And that's just, it's ridiculous. It's inexcusable. And before we get into the numbers, I don't think I am overreacting by saying that everyone viewing that game after that injury, there was this cloud that was kind of hanging over the, the stadium. Yeah. Uh, I think everyone knew the second they saw it that, hey, this is a really serious injury. Uh, you know, and again, two were stretchered off, hands locked up into that fencing position. Uh, I mean, yeah, Tyreek Hill had a good day. T. Higgins had a good day. Joey Burrow had a good day. It is definitely hard to talk about that game outside of the spectrum of Tua. Yeah. Um, Because ultimately, Tua got banged up hard. Someone put him at extra risk, and he took the brunt of it. Uh, But this is still a week review, so we should still go over the stuff. I will say, uh, last details about the Tua thing, for me, you can add whatever, obviously. But um, I, Tua is looking for outside specialists. He has been ruled out for week five. He is going to uh, look for or go to outside independent, not not even like independently hired by the NFL and the NFLPA. He's going to go find his own guys uh, to do their own evaluation. So hopefully they can figure him out. Hopefully he has not completely lost his trust in the NFL. Um, hopefully he has not completely completely lost his trust in medicine, which obviously he hasn't if he's going to and seek. Hopefully the rest of the players in the league hasn't lost complete trust in the NFL. Yeah. Which it, from what it sounds like they shouldn't because this wasn't his fault or the league's fault. It was solely on this doctor who did not properly and fairly do the process. Right. And again, we said it last week, I'll say it again. If I'm not a doctor if a doctor comes in while I'm doing an exam and I ask them, did you do the exam? And they said, yes, I'm going to trust that doctor. Um, so I don't think this falls on the fault of the NFL. I could be wrong. More could come out, but I don't think this falls on the fault of the NFL. Just that guy. But like you said, hopefully people don't completely lose faith in him. 
Yeah, so moving on to the numbers, uh, Tyreek Hill had 10 receptions for 160 yards. That good? Uh, I'd say so. Uh, Teddy Bridgewater came in for two, uh, 14 to 23 for 193, a touchdown and an interception. You would have liked a little better production there. Yeah, but definitely could have been worse. Um, he is a backup. I think we've seen Teddy do good things. Uh, last year he started the Broncos out a lot better than they started this year. Yeah. But, um, you know, when a guy is playing backup, he's bound to get rusty. He's bound to get um, some some stuff growing on him. He's got to ru- shake that stuff off, knock it off before he can get back in. It looks like he's going to have a couple games to try and figure it out. And hopefully the Dolphins won't lose all of their momentum that they yeah. built at the beginning of the on season. On the uh, Cincinnati side of the ball, Joey Burrow, 20-31 for 287 and two touchdowns. Only sacked once. Uh, T. Higgins n- catching seven of those for 124 yards and a touchdown. That's pretty good, I'd say. Yeah, for sure. They definitely uh, are looking a lot better than they started out. Since going 0-2, they have now gone 2-2, and and in those games looked a lot better. Joe Burrow, obviously, like we all knew he would, dropped down on the picks. Uh, and that offensive line finally looks like, what? Finally looks like it's giving some protection uh, in the backfield to Joey. Uh, good old Joe Cool, Joe Shiesty, Joey Burrow. Any other nicknames? Joe Montana. Nope, that's another quarterback. Joey Burr. Joey Burr. That's one. Joey Burrow. Joey looks Burr. Like Kevin McAllister. Man. <laughs> Man. Why are you going to do me like that? That's what he looks like, man. <laughs> Every time I see this man throw a dollar football, I'm just going to yell, Kevin! Kevin! Why are you going to do me like that, man? Joe Burrow looks like Macaulay Culkin if he never did drugs. Man. <laughs> Kids, that's why you should never do drugs. I will never be able to unsee that. I just You're want you to know. Welcome. Oh man. I mean, Trevor Lawrence looks like Jar Jar Binks. That's just not true. Maybe not with that attitude. You don't even like Star Wars. Don't talk about it. I can talk about Star Wars. No, you can't. And Spock. And oh man, you talking about me upsetting <laughs> Vegas fans? You don't want to upset the Star Wars community, my friend. So back away, because you just upset them. And Star Trek fans, and the entirety of the sci-fi world. Oh, I'm sorry, I ruined all those Neil, Sir Neil Patrick Harris fans out there. That's the guy from How I Met Your Mother. I know. I We're know. moving on. Uh, Patriots Packers. It was a game. <laughs> uh, the Patriots looks like look like they got a, another late round cornerback steal in the draft jack jones was all over the place i thought you were gonna say quarterback and i was like all right let's pump the brakes on good old zappy real quick well no i'm talking about jack jones but yes not playing opposite of jonathan jones yes i agree he did look very good uh which is crazy to me that we still doubt bill when i mean time after time he finds these guys in the late rounds who come up and just absolutely show out yeah and uh a lot so the packers won 27 24 in overtime a lot of packers fans were probably screaming out ref ball uh but and there were a few 
there were a couple of questionable, a missed delay of game on a play that resulted in a Patriots touchdown. Yeah. Uh, you could argue the Romeo Dobbs catch would should have been a catch. For sure should have been a catch. Especially with the rules today and in 2022, absolutely should I, have been a catch. I thought that that catch was kind of similar to the Des Bryant catch. That... Which wasn't a catch. This one was a catch. That one wasn't a catch. <laughs> uh, which the NFL later said was a catch. Yeah. Uh, it, it, I thought that it was very identical. And I know Packers fans know because that catch that Des Bryant made was against the Packers in Lambeau Field. So I know they know that this is just karma. Yeah. But ultimately, the game should never have been as close as it was. The Packers had opportunities to run up a lead, especially at the end of the second half. They got an opportunity to take another, to add to their lead, which was 7-3 to three at the time. Uh, but they threw a pick six, and they would have gotten the they got the ball back to start the second half. So that touchdown right before the end of halftime would have made yeah a big difference. And I, yeah, I, yeah, I definitely game. think uh, this game should not have been as close as it was. Uh, but the Packers did win. Shouldn't have been an OT. Shouldn't have been a three point game. Shouldn't have come down to a field goal. Uh, but they come out with the win, which is obviously good for the score column. But let's not undersell the like how good the Patriots played. Like this game should have been a blowout, and it was within three points. I know in five weeks, all we're gonna see is an L in the in the in the column, so like we're not gonna care. But the fact that it was this close shows you how good of a coach Bill Belichick is. Uh, Mac Jones, your new star. Uh, Tom Brady's son. If you've seen those TikToks, you'll get it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, you know that he, or he's out. Brian Hoyer comes in, not playing bad football. Five of six to start out. He gets injured. They bring in their third stringer, rookie Billy Zappy. Is his name Billy? Did you just throw Bailey out, Bailey Zappy? Just throw out a name and hope for the best. No, no, no. I I knew it sounded like Billy, but I was like, that doesn't sound right. Bailey Zappy. Came out 10 of 15 for 99 yards and a touchdown. No interceptions. Didn't look bad. The offensive line didn't play badly. Um, Billy Zappi, Bailey Zappi, oh, which is just a cool name, uh, did lose a fumble, which, you know, he's a rookie. But all in all, did not look bad. And so I think, yes, it's a win for Green Bay. It's a loss for... New England, but we're sitting here saying, oh, it should have been a blowout. It shouldn't have been that close. So let's talk about how awesome it is, how good it is that it was that close on the side of the of the Patriots. I don't think anyone will disagree with me when I say this season has shown some of the m- most parity yeah. in, in the NFL yeah. in recent years. Absolutely. Uh, I mean, on the Packers side really fast, I really want to touch on their running back committee. Yeah. Aaron Jones and A.J. Dillon combining for a monster day, having 33 carries for 183 yards between them. Yeah. I think that will get the job done. It'll definitely get the job done, especially when they're both starting on my fantasy team. Ah, you'd like them to get in the end zone, but oh well. I mean, with those yards. Yeah, it's it's weird, man. This is This doesn't work. It what, doesn't work. Two running backs? You can't have two starting running backs. Uh, you there's a couple of teams trying to prove that wrong. have two running backs who both put up 
starting running back numbers in the same game. It can't happen. And Green Bay's doing it. There's a couple of teams that are finding some some success to varying degrees with committees this year. Which just adds to the stupidity I mean, of this got, season. You've got the Jets. Let's so on the effectiveness. You got the Cowboys. You got the, also less so on the effectiveness outside of that one game. Well, I mean, if one of them hasn't been on, generally the other one is to a degree. Yeah, no, no, no. A lot of teams do that, but I'm talking about in the same game. I mean, we've seen it from Cleveland. Yeah, but that's a special case. I think I think Cleveland and Green Bay are very unique in the sense that both of them have a backup running back that I think, or starters, would be top 15, if not top 10 running backs. That's fair. We also have seen it from Jacksonville. Hmm. I mean, we've seen both running backs play effectively, but not like this. Okay, well, what about Detroit? DeAndre Swift's hurt. Yeah. (laughs) Of course, Jamal Williams is going to have a good game. Jamal Williams, also a great backup running back. But, like, no, I'm not saying it's impossible. Uh, I guess, like, what I'm getting at is it shouldn't be happening. And, obviously, it is multiple places around the league. And it's happening at the biggest forefront and the biggest spotlight in Green Bay. Uh, And it's, again, just adds to the freaking weird year that is this NFL year. Yeah, it's it's been an interesting one, that's for sure. That is for sure. Uh, I don't. There's been a lot happening that I certainly didn't predict. But you know what I did predict? What's that? The Ravens going for it on fourth down when they shouldn't have it, backfiring and it pseudo leading to their loss to the Bills. I don't hate it. I don't hate it, but here's here's the situation, right? This field goal that I'm talking about that they could have went for, but instead yeah. went to go for it on fourth down, that would have tied the game. Yeah. Uh, the Baltimore Ravens didn't score in the last 33 minutes and 44 seconds of this game. Allowed Buffalo to score 20 unanswered. So here's my thought, right? When your offense is on, go for it. Knock yourselves out. Go for the go for the win. Yeah. But at at this point, they were cold. I take the points. You got the, you have the most accurate kicker in NFL history. Yeah, take the points. I agree. I I agree. Like, were I in the situation, I probably would have taken the points, right? Especially, um, it takes you into overtime and at least extends the game. Whereas if you miss it, no shot, right? Yeah. I get I get what you're saying and I hear you. Where I'm coming from is. I like the fact that Harbaugh has so much trust in Lamar. Because a lot of people have written off Lamar. A lot of people have said, he's a running back. <laughs> Not bad for a running bit. Uh, he's a be, runner. He's a track star. That'll be forever in my head, that that uh, po- postseason. Uh, that, um, I want to say post-credit scene, but this isn't a movie. Press conference at the end of the game. Where he had a, just a blowout, blowout game. Great, great, great game from Lamar. <laughs> Not bad for a running bit. <laughs> That'll forever be in my head. Anyway, um, yes, they looked not great towards the end of that game. Really, the entire second half. 
Yeah, no, they were fantastic in the first half. Yeah. Not taking anything away from that at all. Tennessee who? But, uh, no, I agree. But here's my, like, even in those moments, still having faith in your quarterback, I think goes a long way. Let's be honest. This is not going to be a regular occurrence. The Ravens are not going to be down to one drive, fourth down, on a regular basis for the rest of the year. This is one game, and they chose to go for it all. I like that. I like that Harbaugh put his trust in Lamar. I think they're going to learn from this. I think they're going to fight back. I think this team is resilient. They've shown that. Um, I'm not worried about the Ravens at all. I like the the idea behind saying, hey, I trust you. Go out there and do it. Because you know what's going to happen? He failed, right? Yeah. They're going to do this again. Oh, yeah. Harbaugh is going to trust Lamar again. And I like that. You have to fail to get better. I I don't... Obviously, it led to their loss. It, they could have tied the game. They could have won it in overtime. It led to their loss. But I don't hate it. I don't like it for the Ravens. Um, I love it for the Steelers, but this division is still wide open. Yeah. You threw away a chance to move in the first place in the division by not getting... That's that fair. That fourth down conversion. Like if you're if you're already in the driver's seat, go for it. By all means, take the risk. But with how your offense was in the second half and that those surrounding contexts, I mean, Cleveland lost to Atlanta, which you didn't expect to happen. You can look at it and say Buffalo is objectively better than Baltimore this yeah. year. So if you have Cleveland, who drops a game to an opponent that we expected them to beat. And you beat an opponent that we expected you to lose to. That's a big swing. It's like in spades. When you pick up a trick you didn't expect, and then you later lose a trick that you wanted to get. Exactly. Only so many people are going to get that. I didn't get it. I'm just agreeing with you. <laughs> but yeah, no. I, I I see that. that I hadn't thought about that. That does add a little bit, I think. Um, which probably would sway my decision a little bit more. Um, yeah, I mean... I get it. I get what you're saying. I still, I still like the fact that he trusts his quarterback and he showed oh, it. I do too. But but I do. I think that makes it a lot harder to you know what explain. I, you know what I don't get though. What's that? The fact that the Bucks only had three rushing yards against the Chiefs. Man, the Bucks are weirdly not great. This game was kind of weird, though, because it was like one of those games that I felt was very similar to a Mahomes-Goff duel. Like, you know the game I'm talking about? Are you talking about the, the Rams? The Rams-Chiefs Chiefs games? That, that was, was like 75 to 75? Yeah. Uh, and the Mahomes-Josh Allen duel in the, in playoffs, the playoffs last year. Except yeah. different because those games were more back and forth where, like, Kansas City took a lead. And by the time Tampa Bay got their offense turned down, Kansas City's was still rolling, so they were able to keep that lead. So while there was some back and forth, it wasn't from the start. Yeah. So the game was, I don't want to say it was a blowout, but it wasn't close. Well, I think I think it was more of a blowout than the score would lead you to think it was. Yeah. Kansas City had the lead the entire game, and it never even once looked like Buffalo threatened that. Buffalo? Oh, Tampa Bay threatened that lead. 
Yeah, and uh, did you know that Tampa Bay only outscored the Chiefs in one quarter? I'm surprised they even did it in a quarter. Yeah, uh, but getting into the numbers, Brady had a good game. Great game. The newly divorced Tom Brady. Uh, coming out with a vengeance. 39 of 52 for 385 and three touchdowns. Real quick, do we think that's legit? Is he? Are he and Giselle really getting a divorce? I have no idea. Did he legitimately pick football over his family? No shot. I mean, the fact of the matter is he retired from football. He came back to football, but he couldn't come back immediately because he had made commitments to his family. So here, I find it likely that he had made more than just those commitments. Here's the question. Here's the answer. Did he and Giselle, he agreed to retire for his family. Yeah. Did he and Giselle decide to divorce, and then he decided to come back to football, or... Did he decide to come back to football, which led to he and Giselle deciding to get a divorce? I'm not Dr. Phil, so I'm not class... I'm not... What's the word? Qualified? I'm not sure I would say Dr. Phil is qualified. I'm sure Dr. Phil is qualified. I don't even know he's if he's a, a real doctor. doctor. It would be irresponsible. Irresponsible! To not run this through the Dr. Phil. I mean, fair. Fair, fair, fair. Uh, Anyway, (laughs) Mike Evans, two receiving touchdowns on eight receptions for 103 yards. And then uh, Cole Beasley, freshly added to the team, one reception, five yards, then dipped. Retired. What? What? Joins the team. Out of nowhere. Joins the team for two weeks before deciding, ah, not for me. Tom's washed. Which, like, of all games to say Tom's washed his best game so far of the season? I'm just inferring what, <laughs> what Colby's yeah, no. is thinking with his actions. Uh, on the Chiefs side, Patrick Mahomes doing Patrick Mahomes things. That man is stupid. Stupid how good he is at football. Oh. Like, sorry, no, 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 I, I was, wasn't. I was about to say, no, 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 no. Geez, no, 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 no. I was, not, insul- really I was not insulting him. I was saying, like... It's stupid how good he is at football. I know the man Sorry. likes ketchup, but geez. Sorry. No, no, no. That was I said that poorly. <laughs> I was not calling him stupid. Uh, 23 of 37 for 249, three touchdowns and a pick. Uh, and the ground game actually existing for yeah. the Chiefs this week. Yeah. CEH having 92 yards on 19 carries and a touchdown might be his best game of his career. Isaiah Pacheco having 63 yards on 11 receptions. Uh, that's the production they'd probably like to get pretty consistently yeah man and if they can add pacheco into the mix have clyde edwards alaire do a lot but then still have a threat of isaiah pacheco i think that rushing attack is going to look a lot better than it has the last four years uh and man this team is so freaking good which is why the only team to beat them this season was the juggernaut of the colts defense um (laughs) Listen, man. Listen, man. It's the only bright. I can't yell. I don't want to block. I mean, I don't the wanna... defense that gave up twenty-four points to the Jags. In week uh, two? The Jags are a good team. Are they? The Jags are a good team. They hold on. They put up thirty-eight on the Chargers. Let me ask. Thirty-eight you this. on the Chargers, who you were raving about their defensive acquisitions this year. Thirty-eight on the Chargers. They only put up twenty-four on us. We're averaging like seventeen point eight points a game allowed this year. Listen, get listen, off my back. Let me ask you this. Let me ask you this. Are you telling me that the Jaguars are a good team? Are you telling them that the Jaguars are a good football team? Are you trying to tell yourself 
that the Jaguars are a good football team because they own the Indianapolis Colts. Who's Jim Irsay? I don't know. It's the Jaguars running that show. I would really like to say I'm telling it to you. <laughs> I would really like to say I'm telling it to the to the listeners. To them? But you're not, are you? Man, it's you're the o- the defense is the only thing I have hope for. The defense on that team is the only thing I have hope for. Jacksonville winning 11 games is the only thing that I have hope for. So it doesn't look like we were just an absolute dumpster fire for the entire season. Anyway, this is about the Chiefs and the Bucks. No, no, we, let's continue talking about the Jags and the Jags going up against Philly. Three or two teams that both came out to a incredible start. Yeah. I just got one question for you. Yeah. Is Philly's defense as elite as their offense? They got me 41 points in fantasy, so like you tell me. Uh and you know, both both defense both passing defenses, I should say, played incredible. Yeah. Uh and it looked like it was going to it had all the makings for a duel of running back committee. But uh the Eagles outclassed yeah, they did. Uh, Travis Etienne and James Robinson for the Jags, only getting 16 carries for 61 yards. Not ideal. Meanwhile, Miles Sanders and Kenneth Gainwell, uh, both getting in on the ground in the end zone. The Eagles having four total rushing touchdowns. Uh, but stealing the show was Miles Sanders with 134 yards on 27 carries and two touchdowns. Yeah, man, Miles Sanders looked absolutely fantastic. Uh, Jalen Hurts looked like he came back down to earth a little bit. A little um, bit. Still had a not bad game. Uh, 16 to 25, 204 yards, no touchdowns and a pick. Not a horrible game out of Hurts, but definitely came back down to earth. Although early in this game, they were in trouble. It looked like Jacksonville was just doing whatever they wanted to. Uh, the Jack or the Jags, they are the Jags. The Jags are doing whatever they wanted to the Eagles, and uh, luckily for the Eagles, they were able to bounce back uh, and come out with the dub. But it was a good game. I mean, probably the best game we have seen overseas so far. Was this game overseas? No, it was not. I just the Jags always play overseas. <laughs> um, speaking of coming back to earth, Christian Kirk only two receptions on nine targets for sixty yards. There he is. Uh, those yards though, not bad with that, with that limit. I don't want to say limited opportunities because he had nine targets, but on those two receptions, sixty yards. That is definitely. Uh, I'll take that. I'm yeah, sure but Lawrence obviously found a uh, a good friend in the red zone with Agnew, who had four catches for fifty yards and two touchdowns. Yeah, I don't know who that is, but uh, I don't either. Great game by him, but just like. Jelani Woods for Matt Ryan. I should probably quit referencing the Colts, especially since they're freaking 1-2-1. One, and one. Uh, Dumpster fire. Yeah. Anyway. Uh, but, yeah, I'm, I think this is a good game. It was fun to watch. Uh, even when playing badly, often, not badly, but not as well as they have all season offensively, Philly still looked like the dominant team in this game after the first quarter. Yep, and we got... Three games left to hit. Speaking of uh, dumpster fires, a team that you would... Two teams that you kind of expected to be dumpster fires going into the season. Detroit, Seattle. Yeah, I don't know that I expected Detroit to be a dumpster fire. I thought Dan Campbell had the boys buzzing. I didn't expect this resurgence from Jared Goff, that's for sure. Man, I've said this on the podcast before. Play back the tape. 
Numbers-wise, Jared Goff is not bad. He is a guy that you can carry, or that can carry you, or I guess you can win with. And so like you can get to the Super Bowl with Jared Goff. It's been done before. With these numbers, Jared Goff could win you the game. Jared Goff going off. 26 of 39 for 378 and four touchdowns. Had a pick. Who cares about that pick, though, when you're throwing 350-plus yards and four touchdowns? Yeah, man. Definitely looked great, but uh, he was not the only quarterback to have a really freaking good game. Geno Smith was 23 of 30 for 322 and uh, 320 yards and two touchdowns. I don't know if you heard me correctly. Geno Smith. Playing like he did in Minnesota? What? Playing like he did at West Virginia. Uh, you want to hear a couple interesting stats? Tell me. Number one, the Detroit Lions have the most points per game in the NFL this season. Oh, I have heard these stats. You want to hear another interesting stat? I, tell me. You don't know what I'm going to say. I guarantee you I do. I guarantee you don't. Let me take a stab at it. Go. The Detroit Lions are the worst in the league at points allowed per game. That's not what I was going to say. As what? soon as you said, oh, I know what you're going to say. I was like, he thinks I'm going to say the defensive thing. Uh, but that's expected. The offense wasn't expected. The defense was a little bit expected. Uh, but that's not what I'm going to say. Geno Smith has the highest completion percentage this season at 77.3%. Get out of here. You're kidding. <laughs> Geno Smith! Wow. It doesn't make any sense, man. You Why is Seattle good? You know what doesn't make sense either? Huh? But we just talked about how both quarterbacks just went off. Generally, when two quarterbacks go off, the receivers also go off, but the running backs kind of get neglected a little bit. Naturally, which had to be what happened, right? No. Yeah. Uh, I would say that the duel at running back was just as gripping as the duel at quarterback. Yeah, Uh, man. Rashad Penny finally showing some prom- that promise that we had been expecting from him. 17 carries for 151 yards and two touchdowns. 8.9 yards per carry. And then uh, on Detroit's side, Jamal Williams, the backup, had uh, 108 yards on 19 carries and two touchdowns. And I would say that man had the power of God and anime on his side. <laughs> yeah, man. Um Speaking of anime, the defense in this game looked like the defense of Walros against the Titans. Uh, not the Tennessee Titans. I guess I should have used a better anime. Uh, the Titans on Parody Island. Uh, it's an anime. you got to watch it. Attack on Titans about, really good. Okay, anyway. I was about to say, why don't you just say the name? The defense in this game was did not, not exist. There's no reason. Both teams had over 500 yards from scrimmage. Yeah. That is, there were like 1,200 yards from scrimmage in this game. That doesn't make sense. The defense just didn't show up for either team, and it was exciting to watch. It was a very exciting game to watch. But yeah, defense, not, not real. But both teams seemed to play really, really well on the offensive side of the football. And uh, yes, Detroit took a loss, but it, in my opinion, is exciting for their future. And obviously, I don't think anyone, including Seattle themselves, expected uh, Seattle to start 2-2. Two and two. I saw a tweet uh, seeing how well the Seahawks are playing and how badly Russell Wilson is playing. I saw a tweet that simply said, I'm sorry, Pete. <laughs> Which, like, 
sums it up, man. It obviously wasn't Pete. Was it Russell? I don't know. Uh, you know, it's hard to say it wasn't. But, you know, I think this is as good of a time as any to talk about the Broncos losing to the Raiders. I mean, are we really surprised at this point? I mean, the Raiders were 0-3. But, but the Broncos they were real bad. Like, 2-1 and one was a terrible, terrible, again, just deceptive record. Uh, but you know what else could have been deceptive? Russell Wilson's performance in this game. He played pretty good, actually. 17 to 25 for 237 and two touchdowns, also adding four carries for 29 yards and a touchdown. The problem is that he led his team in rushing. Yeah. The problem is that second year running back Javante Williams is out for the season with a torn ACL. And like, the fact that Gordon, who is. A former starter in this league is just not playing good football. Hasn't for a couple years. And, I mean, they have to see something out of him, especially now that Williams has the torn ACL and PCL. Yeah, I mean, like, that that's the reason he's still there. Yeah. As if the worst case happens. and Which I it got, did. I got news for you. It did. Uh, on Oakland's side, Devontae Adams finally re-emerging from the depths of underperformance on whose side I, did i say the green bay packers no you said oakland oh my gosh yeah now who did it i did it now who did it i did it but yeah man uh Devontae adams came back to life nine catches 101 yards uh josh jacobs also comes back to life 28 carries for 144 yards and two touchdowns he's a grown man and Derek carr did not throw the game away no he did not he didn't look bad, did not look great for sure. He looked like a very middle-of-the-road quarterback. Or, in the eyes of uh, Tom Brady, he looked like that guy. 21-34, uh, 188 yards, no touchdowns, no picks. The important thing is that he looked better than his brother David did. Oh, yeah. Which, like, I He's mean... not saying much. Thomas, you strap on helmet and pads. You look better than his brother David. I mean, all I have to do is not throw the ball, and I would be better than his brother David. Point made exactly uh on denver's side though again uh jerry judy was kj hamler led the team in receiving with 55 yards but it was really jerry judy who was the main uh four receptions for 53 yards and a touchdown complimenting Cortland sutton who had five receptions for 52 yards and a touchdown you need more absolutely you've got three guys on that team who are really good I mean, K.J. Hamler, obviously not as good as the other two, but not bad. Uh, Jerry, Judy, and Cortland Sutton are both really, really good wide receivers. And, I mean, I know you want to spread the ball out, sure, keep them guessing, but those guys can make stuff happen with the ball in their hands when they're out in the open field. They have to get the ball more. Yeah, they. you got to do more. You just. I mean, that's been the story for the Broncos the entire year. I mean... Russell Wilson threw the ball 25 times, and on less than half of those passes, did he target one of those two? What? He targeted Judy and Sutton 12 times. Not each, total. He threw the ball 25 times. So less than half of his passes were to his, by far, his two best weapons on his team. Yeah, that's not good. Which is not even remotely what needs to be happening. Uh, Moving on to our last game. What you said there kind of sparked something. Things that need to not happen. 
Cam Akers. Eight carries for 13 yards. Is that, is that good? No. No? The no, Rams no. falling to the 49ers, 9-24. to Are the Rams dead? Man, this is... I, I don't believe in curses. I don't believe in superstition. I don't believe in any of that. Wait, who was on the cover of Madden this year? Was it Cam Akers? No, surely not. No, I think but it was... Playing? Wasn't it Tom Brady and Patrick Mahomes? No, nope, it's John Madden. Oh, that's right, because he yeah. died. Yeah. Uh, but, like, people say, oh, when you, people win the Super Bowl, they fall off, they fall off, they fall off. Didn't happen to Tampa Bay. Didn't happen to Kansas City. I'm like, no. See? The curse broken. It was never real in the first place. But, boy, does it look real. Both teams that represented in the Super Bowl have not looked great this year, but to the antithesis of Cincinnati, who seems to be getting better, L.A. seems to be getting worse. Yeah. Uh, Matthew Stafford, 32 of 48 for 254 and an interception and sacked seven times. Not good. Uh, we already went over Cam Akers' numbers, but his complimentary back, Darnell Henderson. Daryl Henderson. Darnell Henderson. Daryl Henderson. Uh, 27 yards on seven carries. That's not. That's certainly better than 13 on eight, but that's not enough. Cooper Cubs doing everything he can to shock some energy back into this team, but it's just not happening. Uh, Cooper Cup on 19 targets, had 14 receptions for 122 yards. Allen Robinson, two receptions for seven yards. What is going on? I think here? that right there is the issue. Allen Robinson had two receptions on set with seven yards. Yeah, but he had six targets. He had six targets. He's Allen Robinson. He's one of the best slot guys in the entire league. Allen Robinson is a guy who we saw in Chicago turn a non-existent team into a, like offensive plays being able to be made. Allen Robinson is that guy. And no, he's not better than Cooper Cup. He's not going to be your wide receiver too. But he has to get more than six looks. He has to get more than two catches. He has to be more involved in this team if they want to continue to success. They don't have Odell anymore. Odell came in and made that team instantly better. He is no longer on the team. Can Allen Robinson replace him? I don't know. But you got to at least try. Yeah. And uh, on 49ers side of things, Debo Samuel is playing like Debo Samuel. Yeah. Uh, six receptions for 115 yards and a touchdown to add a... Add to a pretty good start to the year. Picking up where he left off really last year. Yeah. Uh, Jimmy G, though, uh, 16 completions on 27 attempts for 239 yards and a touchdown. Zero sacks, which is fantastic, yeah. especially against the Rams. But uh, I'm sure 49ers fans are hoping that he kind of gets a little better. I mean, I don't, I don't know that he has to get better. Because, th see, this is Jimmy G. Jimmy G is mediocre at best. That's a mediocre stat line, but he wins you football games. Jimmy G played like this. That's his career. Look at his career stats and divide them all by the amount of games he's played. I guarantee you it'll look similarly to this, and they just blew out the Rams. Yeah. This is all Jimmy G has to do for this team to be a really, really good team. I don't know what it is. I don't know what he does. I don't know if he spikes the Gatorade before games. 
But Jimmy G does something to a locker room, does something to the players on the field that turns them into this, which is winning football. Yeah, and uh, I'm I'm sure the people in San Francisco are hoping that they squeak on by a couple more, or maybe not. I don't know what their prerogative is. I also don't. You want to hear another fun stat? Tell me. Cooper Cup has more receptions this year than Justin Fields has completed passes. <laughs> yep, you heard that right. I don't think I did. Jimmy, or not Jimmy G, Cooper Cup, wide receiver for the Rams, okay. has more receptions, not targets, receptions, than Justin Fields, quarterback for the Chicago Bears, has completed passes. Wow. Yeah. Which hear... speaks to both, I think, how stupidly insane Cooper Cuckett, Cooper Cup is. What was that word? Cuckett? It speaks to how stupidly insane Cooper Cup is. Mm-hmm. And also how really not good Justin Fields is. Yeah. You want to know what speaks to how good someone is? A mouth. What? Mouth speak, speaks to how good. I mean, I was I was gonna talk about how great our listeners are for already flooding our Apple Podcasts. Yeah, is that good? I think so. Yeah. I mean, it makes me feel pretty good. Does it make you feel pretty good? It makes me feel great. I I mean, I love it. Let's just keep this train rolling. Not only am I excited that we're getting guys flooded in, I'm just excited that they keep coming back, uh, man. We're also getting girls, guys and gals. When I said guys, I meant like and them's. And thems, yeah. We're not like ladies, guys, everybody. When I say guys, I'm encompassing all. Oh, I see. I see. Okay. Yeah. Okay. But I'm not only excited about Apple Podcasts being flooded. I'm also incredibly excited that people keep coming back to, for some reason, listen to us talk. Although this one seemed a little more hinged than the other last couple. Well, I mean, that helps when you don't sing the intro. Okay, two weeks ago. How, why was that one so unhinged two pods ago? That's a great question. Because we're weird, man. And uh, we appreciate you for loving us anyway. Yeah, we do. I don't know about you. But I'm feeling 22. The podcast would just feel weird without singing now. I, I mean, I think it would feel fine. I mean, to you. Do you want to sing? It was always my life dream. Then by, by G. Willikerness, take it away. Sing it was not actually here. my life dream. I have a very bad voice. But, uh, yeah, thank you again. And uh, wherever you are. Whoever you are. Whatever you're doing. Whatever blades of grass are your favorite. Crab. It's a good blade. You're a good boy. I don't know about you, but uh, we're, we're just, just here so we don't get fined. <laughs>